Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll go all things AFC East with Rex Ryan coming up here in 15 minutes. Of course, Rex knows the division so well, coached for two teams there. But, fellas, let's go back to the NFC East. I think you get a guy like Ben DiNucci starting for the Cowboys. I will tell you, though, if I'm an Eagles fan, this game was uncomfortably 9-7 Cowboys for way too long. The Cowboys had a 9-7 lead, and you're like, how is this happening? The Eagles turned it over a ton. First, if you're an Eagles fan, you're used to being uncomfortable. It's been an uncomfortable (laughs) season the whole year. For the entire division, for sure. What's the big takeaway here with the caveat that Jerry said last week? He believes Andy Dalton will be good to go on Sunday. Oh, by the way, they're playing the Steelers, but Jerry doesn't make that call. Doesn't matter, right? I mean, it just... The, the Cowboys, I understand the division is bad, but the Cowboys are a bad football team. They they don't – if they still holding out hope to win the division, good luck. I, I just – I don't see it happening. For me, take it away and look at it as Carson Wentz. Uh, you had this opportunity to go up against a secondary and a defense that's just trash and take advantage of them, but yet still you go 15 to 27 for buck 23. You throw two picks, although – and you lost two fumbles, although you did throw two touchdowns. But the four turnovers is the problem. It's hard to win a game like that. You can't win a game. That, you played against this bad football team. It happened against a bad football team, and you got out of there with a W. You escaped with four turnovers. That just goes to show you how bad the Cowboys are. I don't want to see any team from the NFC East in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. I mean, I, They don't I, deserve to go. I, I, I mean, we get back to, I know somebody's going to get home field. It's probably going to be the Eagles. But you're telling me with the way they played and the way they play throughout this entire season, like that's deserving of being in the playoffs? Like when I, mean, I can go to the AFC West or I can go to the AFC North and talk about, I mean, there's. You win a division, you go. Oh, so annoying. And the, and the Is it not annoying, team? Key? I don't. I, mean, yeah, I know I don't you don't care. I, don't I know you don't care. Not, I don't really look at it as annoying. They're just some bad football teams that are out there, and a lot of them happen to be But why are we NFC rewarding East? bad football teams? You're not going to change what has been going on for over 100 years in football. It's just like all of a sudden going to switch up. You win a division, now you can't go to the playoffs no matter how you do it. Think about Seattle several years ago. They went 7-9 and and, and beat a New Orleans team that had a better record in Seattle. I mean, that's what it is. You know, the interesting thing about it, though, is as crazy as it may sound, Depending on who you get, who you draw, let's say that the Eagles all of a sudden win the division and Tampa Bay loses in the South to New Orleans, but Tampa Bay gets a wild card berth and they got to travel to Philadelphia. Philadelphia pops them in the snow, in the cold, in Philly in the month of January. Mm. I mean, that's the great the beauty of the playoffs. Here's the only number you need to know is week eight. We put a curtain on week eight tonight on ESPN between the Bucks and the Giants. Eight weeks in to the NFL season. The NFC East has a grand total of eight wins. Eight wins for the division. We're eight weeks into the season. One a week. One a week. It's a great average. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good and bad. Let's start with the good, with Carson Wentz essentially saying, we've got a little springboard now. I'm pumped we got the win, but I'm, I'm gonna have to watch the tape, and you know I'm, I'm a little frustrated with just how how I played and how we we you know left some plays out there and um, left some points out there, missed some big opportunities, and and I can be better. And Ezekiel Elliott on the other side, certainly the Cowboys can be better, fellas. I mean, it was a step in the right direction, but not good enough. Um, division game, we needed to win this one. Uh, we were right there. We were in a good position to to go go and get this game. Uh, we gotta find ways to 
to win these tough games, and it's not going to always be pretty, um, but we got to find a way to, to pull out. So just imagine being Andy Dalton, come off concussion protocol, and your first game back is against the Steelers. That's the first game that you're supposedly going to come back. <laughs> Still knowing that your O-line is decimated doesn't give you the vote of confidence moving forward. No, it, it, it probably will not, but hopefully they, they could put some protections in. The offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, could put some protections in to sure up that Andy Dalton won't get concussed again. <laughs> See, I'm soft. I'm like, look, Danucci. You go ahead and take this next one. I'm going to take this week off. I'll see you guys back when I come back the following week. It happens, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but, but Andy Dalton wants to play. He wants to be out there with his teammates. And if he's cleared to go, then I'm sure he'll go. How do you get through the rest of the season? You've often mentioned on the show the first year with the Jets when they were rebuilding and drafted you first overall. It was a 1-15 in season. Yes, things changed after you changed coaches. But when you're in the land of no return here, you just said, hey, they're a bad football team. There's nothing you can do. The trade deadline's tomorrow. Is it even worth doing anything? We still got more than half the season to play with the hottest lights and the biggest microscope in the league on this team, no matter how many wins or losses they have. This is an organization you played for. You know what it's like playing for the Cowboys. How do you get through this if we're only halfway through? You dig deep. You dig deep. <laughs> I love that line, and dig deep. <laughs> you, you, you dig deep, you do what you have to do and what you can do to help the team out. You do your part, and hopefully everybody else is doing their part. And you put all those parts together, and hopefully they will – I know I sound like a coach. <laughs> you sound like a coach. That's I horrible. It. It, 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 no, but you do. You, you try to build one block at a time. And get all the best guys to hopefully align themselves so you can get the W. This is not abandoning the ship. You don't start to abandon the ship till later on. Later on down the line, then you start to think about, hey, there's 31 other teams that are out there. I'm a free agent at the end. I got to do my best part. But while you're still in it, you're in it for the team. And until you're mathematically eliminated, you know, that that's what you do. Now, if I'm the if I'm the Cowboys, I'm not really I'm not looking to go and trade for a quarterback. I got deeper issues than my quarterback. I had offensive line problems. My back end and my secondary is not very good. I don't get much pass rush. You know, my linebackers are suspect. And so it's like, it's so many different holes that need to be plugged for this team to be successful. Unless you're making a 12-player trade, then what are you trading for? There's no Herschel Walker trade coming here, I'm pretty sure. What's it like Wednesday? You install game plan. Jay said you got the Steelers coming. It's game week again. You're lethargic. You're a two-win football team. I mean, what's, just what's that like, the drudgery of it all? You think about that game. You think about the game, and you you try to put a game plan together, and you execute, and you look for the good that, that comes out of the last game, and you try to implement that into this game. That's all you can do. You can't be, like, walking around and moping and, you know – it's not going to work. Key. Can't be sad. Key. Can't feel sorry for yourself. We ha- you sound like a motivational speaker right now. When you're on a bad team, we I've felt it sometimes. Team. I know. I know. You know, as much as you want to say that, yeah, we're getting up. You and I both know sometimes when you're on a bad team and you face loss after loss games, you're saying the same thing at the podiums. Sometimes you check out. No, I'm, telling, not checking, telling, I'm not checking out because I'm not mathematically you're, eliminated. You're not checking out. You are different, Keyshawn Johnson. You are different. You tell me. No, he, I'm going to check out, but okay. not while I'm mathematically well, I, alive. I guess I'm, and I, I'm, this is not me. It is, I guess, to a degree, questioning the competitive spirit of a team. Who on, who on the Dallas Cowboys has the spirit of Keyshawn Johnson? I don't know. I don't know who has the spirit, but I know when you're mathematically alive, you're being told we still got a chance. 
So in your mind, you take that and you use that as motivation to try and get to the playoffs or win the division or whatever it is. You're not going to make a wild card, so you got to win the division. And as long as you're still in contention for that, you're fighting for that. Because once you get to the playoffs, the wildest things happen in the playoffs. I, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I've been on a lot of teams and I know a lot of players that, yes, mathematically you can still have that approach. But some guys don't pay attention to that. When you look at your old line, you're like, who, who's going to protect us? Like, is Andy Dalton coming back? Is Danucci actually going to be the guy that's going to get us there? To no, get no, us? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. No, I can't fool with Danucci. I mean, he cool, nice That's exactly all, my point. You're telling me some players on this team, even all the comments that we heard, a lot of guys don't play hard the whole game. I mean, it just seems like, and that was when they were but still But you try it. to pick it up for, for Danucci, though. You don't, you don't just because he's not very good – you don't all of a sudden lose your spirit and your motivation. You make sure you're doing everything you can to help him try to be the best he can on the field. At some point in time, athleticism and everything go Man, catch up. I'm just saying. I mean, that's just the reality. When, when the Eagles – I mean, yes, you were in the game for men, but when the final score ends up being 23-9, to 9, I, I'm telling you, some Cowboy players have checked out. Mentally checked out. Not there. Not a surprise. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking to quarterbacks this morning on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, we're asking, simple, which quarterback do you fear facing the most? And if you say Ben DiNucci, we may have to hang up on you. We've never hung up on call. We may have to do it. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. Key J and Z, if you say DiNucci, we would have to block you on Twitter. All right. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field or on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected. Every upset, touchdown, or fourth quarter comeback, let it move you. No matter what the season throws your way, Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Still to come, Rex Ryan is next with the simple question, how much blame lies at the feet of Bill Belichick for the Pats' 2-5 and five start? That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We had a Cam Newton fumble in the red zone in the final half minute of play. In that situation with the game on the line, you know, I'm, I'm dominantly right-handed. That's unacceptable. i got to protect the ball. That's Cam Newton himself putting it on himself after that late 
fumble that cost the Pats the win. In fact, now they've lost four in a row for the first time in 18 years. We're asking you this morning on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN, which quarterback do you fear facing the most? And I can't imagine Cam Newton would be on that list. We asked that question a couple years ago. He might be one of the first guys you're thinking of. It's that fast, how fast it moves in the NFL. Let's head to the Shell Pennzoil performance line and bring in Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, of course, former NFL head coach. Coach, first things first, you coached in this division for half the division, in fact, with the Jets and the Bills. How much of the blame does Bill Belichick deserve for this 2-5 and five start? <laughs> well, I think Bill Belichick, the GM, maybe he doesn't have that title, uh, deserves a lot of the blame. And, and the reason for it is this team, when Tom Brady walked out the door, People never realized that kind of impact. Tom Brady wasn't done as a quarterback. We're seeing it the way he plays in Tampa. But we're also seeing his impact here. This team is short on on weapons, and they brought in Cam Newton. Hey, look, I don't blame him. It was a great, you know, great effort because if Cam was half the player he once was, then their record wouldn't be 2-5. and five. Unfortunately, he's not. And, and uh, look, they, they played about as good as you can play yesterday. They did what they had to do, a great, a brilliant coaching job. They went to straight ground and pound. That's going to give you the best opportunity to win, but they came up short. They just don't have the talent anymore. Rex, so with no talent right now, but still an outside slight chance at making the wild card, do you give them any bounce back at all? No, I mean, Keisha, this, was, this is remember the Alamo because it's over. It, it's flat out over. They're four games behind uh, uh, Buffalo, really four and a half games behind them because they lost the head-to-head battle. And, and they're not going to win the wild card. They're not going to do a wild card. So, yeah, look, the playoff run is over and pass the torch to the Buffalo Bills. And, and it'll be interesting. I think you're going to end up uh, being behind Miami when it's all said and done as well. So we'll see. But this is, this is what I thought was coming. And I told everybody that they had no weapons for the last three years, but they had the greatest player in the history of our game in Tom Brady. And for some reason, you see how great he is? He took this team to the playoffs and actually won a Super Bowl two years ago. So to me, it's, uh, it just shows also that the greatest player in the game has a hell of a lot bigger impact than the greatest coach in the game. Well, now that we know that you stuck a fork in them, they're done. And I think the rest they of done. Uh, they are done for sure based on what you just said there, Rex. Now that you look at Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, an organization that you have some familiarity with, he hasn't quite gotten it done through, through the air, as we saw yesterday against Pittsburgh. What's the problem with the passing game in the Ravens? Well, Key, it's a great question. I mean, look. This is a team, and you're right, I spent 10 years there as an assistant coach. Um, but this team, he doesn't have to be that guy. If you're forcing him, you're forcing a square peg into a round hole, that's not who he is. This is the guy that won more games than anybody last year in the regular season. So don't apologize for who he is. All right, to me, it's one of these things. Lamar, if that, if that dude's open, hit him with it. If he's not open then, look, they, they're not great. They don't have any weapons anyway, but you're the weapon. Then you're the most lethal weapon in, in the National Football League. Use your legs, and it's okay to use them. This guy's a huge man that he, you know, he, can, he knows how to protect himself. He's going to be different than anybody else. He can protect, he, this isn't that little guy that played at Washington 
you know, uh, that, that couldn't protect himself. This is a, a different kind of guy. So you don't have to be like everybody else. He's never going to be Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's just not. Could he improve? Yeah, absolutely. But, man, don't make this guy a pocket quarterback. And I think when the Ravens struggle the most is when they force him to be that type of guy. He's not, he's not ready for that right now. Rexy, did you walk away from yesterday's game saying, oh, the Steelers are that much better than the Ravens? No, Jay. Well, I, I walked away doing just the opposite. Thank you. You know, the, the Ravens outgained the Steelers 2-1. to one. Two to one. They pummeled them. They, they beat them up all over the place. And generally, nine times out of ten, the most physical team is going to win that matchup. The Ravens were the more physical team. They should have won the game. Unfortunately, you know, Lamar had the two huge interceptions. And he's right. He took the blame himself. And that's why I love this kid, by the way. Um, but the better team never won that game, in my opinion. But Rick. we're going to see it three times. We're going to see this matchup two more times this year. Rex, where do the Ravens fall in the AFC? They just lost to Pittsburgh yesterday. Kansas City is there, obviously. Indy's playing the way they're playing. The Raiders are trying to bounce around. Where do the Ravens fall? Well, see, Key, I still have them as a, uh, in the top three. I really do. And, I mean, you got Kansas City, you got Pittsburgh, and you got the Ravens. And to me, nothing yesterday. Yes, I know they lost the game. And people want to dismiss them. They're going to put them down. Hey, you know, what, are you going to put Buffalo ahead of them? But they'll run for 500 yards against Buffalo. Yeah. So to me, it's like I, I can't do that. Tennessee, they just got beat by Cincinnati. Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers is great when he doesn't turn the ball over, but you really, you're going to bank on that? I, I'm not. So I'd still put them at, in, in, uh, in the top three and in in probably the third position. Rex, we got to ask you here, what did you make out of two in his first NFL start? Sub-100 yards passing. The Dolphins had 145 total yards. At one point, Rex, it was 28-7 Dolphins. And to get to those 28 points, they had had 61 yards total on offense. In other words, defense still works in this league, huh? No, it sure does. And But when you look at it, man, it was... It was a great team effort because they, they had the punt return for a touchdown. Obviously, they had the defensive score, and they had another one down to the one-yard line. So that was it. I, I've seen this game happen one other time, and I saw it up close and personal. Uh, I remember giving up 100 yards uh, total to the, uh, to the Miami Dolphins. They gave up 30 points. So to me, I've seen it before. But making this kid's debut, and I started laughing about it. I go, you see the impact he had in, the, in that team, in that locker room? Everybody's playing better. Well, that's, that's simply not the case. But look, you can't judge this guy on this performance. Certainly, they only had eight first downs on offense. So yeah, look, it was it's tough. And and, and and I know it because people are like, well, he's not the guy. They should go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. One thing I know, Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't the answer. 16 <laughs> years of it, they said, well, this team's a playoff team if Ryan Fitzpatrick's quarterback. What? He's never been to the playoffs in 16 years. So I understand the move of going to Tua here. But, you know, to me, it's, it's, it is a little scary. It's like, dude, we know the durability is, is a huge question. And, man, he looks short in that pocket. And in the NFL, it's hard to be a short, non-mobile quarterback. But we'll see. I, I mean, they, you know, hopefully he'll get an opportunity to, 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 you know, throw the ball a little more next week. Yeah, they got out with the W, so I guess that's really that matters the most, right, Rex? Let me ask you this question. DK Metcalf continues to campaign for Russell Wilson uh, MVP award. When you look at 
his post-game presser yesterday, MVP Russ, but Patrick Mahomes lit it up. Five touchdowns over 400 yards in the air. Best day of his NFL career. Where do these two guys stack up in terms of the MVP race? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, like, like Patrick Mahomes already won the MVP. Can we give Russell a little love? He's never had a single vote for MVP. And, and I'm like DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, you know, key, he, he's, he looks like you. Uh, I don't want to mess with him. Me. If this man, if this man <laughs> says he's the MVP, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with him. So to me, I, I hope Russell Wilson finally gets some votes at least for MVP. But Patrick Mahomes is like, it's sick every single week, dude. He's my fantasy quarterback. I feel pretty good about him. Mm. And in reality, he's pretty darn good, too. And by the way, with DK, it stands to reason as great as he's been offensively, so far the takeaway play of his career has been a chase down on special teams to show you how well-rounded this kid is. Rex, we'll see you on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern with Greeny and the gang this morning on ESPN. Thank you. Thanks, Rex. All right, my pleasure, guys. All right, Rex. It's great to have Rex Ryan with us uh, this morning. Key, you want to get, get into the MVP discussion because it's the question you just asked Rex. Russell Wilson bouncing back after that performance against the 49ers. You're going to have a blip. Mahomes, 400, five touchdowns against the worst team in the league. It's neck and neck. If this was a horse race, right, it'd be a photo finish, and we still got half the season to go. Well, it's neck and neck, but you can't count out Aaron Rodgers. Even though he lost yesterday, he's still hovering. I mean, he's around. Uh, Just that when you look at Patrick Mahomes, just I mean, it it was the Jets. Okay, that's where you start. Right. But he did what he was supposed to do, right. light their ass up. Never in doubt. And that's what he was supposed to do. And I know Le'Veon Bell had to feel good after the game, whether he contributed or not. But when you look at Russell Wilson, he didn't play well against Arizona. He played well enough to win the game, but yet still the turnovers is what stood out to most people. But then yesterday, it just he was just Russell Wilson. I mean, that's what he was. Legit, legit. Like this team, legit offensive firepower comes with Russell Wilson, where in the past, Jay Will, it was all about the defense, the defense, the defense. And much like Rex mentioned, in all of his career, he's never had one single person say MVP vote. Not one person. Remarkable. Not one. Absurd. (laughs) So, you know, if he continues this pace because he's out in front already, I think he gets the nod if he continues to play as well as he's been playing. All that talk that people were saying about Seattle's defense, their defense showed up yesterday, right? They're going to continue to get better. You don't have Dunlop yet. He comes back next weekend. That's in the trade. You also got Jamal Adams that comes back off injury potentially next week. Look, I think this team is trending in the right direction. I still have Pat Mahomes, number one. I just, look, 21 TDs, one INT. His mother said Patrick, man. Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one INT, one interception, 21 touchdowns. Just It's the quarterback rating. All, all of that is just off the charts, and I feel like with all the weapons they have, it's going to be interesting. Coming down to the stretch, I have Patrick Mahomes number one, Russell number two. It dovetails perfectly into our Dr. Pepper call-in line Twitter question this morning. Again, just Russ yesterday, 27 for 37, 261 and four touchdowns. Mahomes, 31 of 42, 415, five touchdown so what is our question well you could vote for Patrick I think here you could also vote for Russ or Aaron Rodgers it's simple which QB do you fear facing the most can be statistic can be anecdotal I test whatever 888 say ESPN 
888-729-3776. Key J and Z on Twitter. Which QB, which quarterback do you fear facing the most? Chris in North Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you think? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. What up, I, I sir, think Chris? That, um, what's up? I think if you have to fear a quarterback, it's Brady. Uh, like the song says, he's been in a lab with a pen and a pad, right? So uh, <laughs> okay. he's just now learning who he's got. Uh, and look at what he's doing. You add a distraction or a deep threat like uh, Antonio Brown possibly, and that's, that's just going to add fuel to the fire. And like everybody has always said, it's the fourth quarter. It's playoff time. We've got Tom freaking Brady. So <laughs> I, that's my opinion. I'm going with it. That's a good one. We didn't include him, but I certainly think he needs to be in the mix. Well, we said he was in the conversation last week. We, we said he was like third or fourth on our list. Yeah, but he doesn't he, – he's not dazzling us. He's dazzling us based on age. He's not giving us the Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilson dazzle. He's just – I mean, we look at it. We look at his age. We look at the transformation from the New England Patriots to learning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's great, but the story is not – MVP story worthy. The story is worthy of can he take the Bucks to the Super Bowl? That's the story. That's where he gets his love. These guys are doing things that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say quarterbacks haven't done in the past because certainly there has been quarterbacks that have done things in the past, but because of what we're seeing and how they're leading their team gives us the, uh, gives me the pleasure of putting them ahead of everybody else in terms of this MVP talk. As you like to say, the snap, crackle, pop is there with the young yeah. guys. Man, but with Brady, man, it done. That, that post to Tyreek Hill at the back of the end zone was rolling so much that Tyreek Hill dove into the stands and jumped up there and had some fun. Would he get fined? I don't know. All I know is get fined. I just watched Patrick Mahomes run down the field with Tyreek Hill on his back. I'm like, well, he's beating the Jets, carrying – his whole team. Yes, on his back, literally and figuratively. Again, you heard from Chris in North Carolina. We'd love to hear from you. Simply put, which quarterback do you fear facing the most? 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll get your thoughts in 15 minutes. Key observations in one minute, including a very familiar and potentially huge problem for a Super Bowl contender. That's after SportsCenter. Eagles faking the blitz. Now here they come. Danucci back. They've got him! They've got him! Football is out. It's out, and the Eagles are going to pick it up. They're running with the football, and down the sideline, all the way down, it's Rodney McLeod. Rodney McLeod picked it up. Rodney McLeod on a scoop and score. T.J. Edwards made the hit, and Rodney McLeod picked it up. That was on Sunday Night Football. And the debut of Ben DiNucci in the NFL went exactly the way everybody thought it would. Defense for the Eagles was big. You heard Rodney McLeod there on the 53-yard scoop and score. The voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Eagles now 3-4-1, firmly in first place in the NFC East. They got a bye week, then they got the Giants. They can go to 4-4-1. As if it can possibly get worse for Dallas, it can. They're taking on Pittsburgh this coming Sunday. The NFL's lone unbeaten. The Bears wide receiver, Javon Wims ejected after throwing a punch in the third quarter of that wild OT loss to the Saints yesterday in Chicago. We should mention that Mims is seldom used, not really a part of the offensive rotation, but it was an eye-popping moment. If you saw it, you just don't see these things like this in the NFL very often. And we will put a capper on week eight of the NFL season tonight when Tom Brady 
and the Bucks visit the Giants on ESPN's Monday Night Football. Brady and company a 13-point favorite. This is Tom's first Monday Night Football game with the Bucks, and he'll be playing it at the site of his last Monday Night Football game with the Pats. That would be MetLife Stadium. As you know, Tom's greatest regular season achievement, 16-0, wrapping it up against the Giants. But as you know, there's been some postseason misery in the Super Bowl against the G-Man a couple of times, as we're all aware, reunited tonight with a different helmet. SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field or on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected. Every upset, touchdown, or fourth quarter comeback, and let it move you. No matter what the season throws your way, Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear, more driven. I'm going to go with a, we'll find out, maybe next week on Tua Ting. And I know that's not the world we live in right now, but I don't have something that I can point to today and say, yep, major upgrade, or yep, they made a huge mistake. Too soon to tell, as it is in the NFL. It's a week-to-week business, and we're always making snap judgments and evaluations. But that's what we do as fans. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time for key observations brought to you by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Let's get it started. Rams and Dolphins. Well, I think when you look at the observation is the Rams, they laid an egg. I can't believe that they went all the way to Miami mm. and did what they did. Jared Goff was god-awful at the quarterback spot, and that was the reason that Miami Miami was able to beat them is because of the turnovers and the inconsistent play on Jared Goff's side. I, I actually thought that Goff had been playing pretty good all season long, but for whatever reason, the Miami nightlife got a hold of Jared Goff, even though he wasn't out at night. <laughs> and then when you look at the Dolphins side of things, Tua did what he was supposed to do, which is not screw up the game. And they won, and so that's the observation from yesterday. Raiders at Browns. Now this one is interesting because the Raiders are this up and down, back and forward, what are they? But then Baker Mayfield, we all set up and said that, at least I did, I thought Baker Mayfield would be better off without OBJ in the lineup, not because he's – not because OBJ's getting on his nerves about getting the football, just because I thought he would grow at the quarterback spot, meaning he can get through his progressions. He didn't have the stress of having to get the number one guy to football. He went out there and laid an egg against the Raiders. Now, the Raiders are a good football team. Not a great team, not a bad team, but a good team that will be fighting for an AFC wildcard playoff spot. And if they get into the wildcard situation, who knows which way it can go. Titans and Bengals. Well, Jay Will, this one's for you. What did I say about the Titans? I <laughs> told you. I, I told you they're not like that. They're cool. They're a good team with a good philosophy and a formula. They like to play defense, run the ball with Henry, and don't allow Ryan Tannehill to screw things up. Well, that's not good enough. I mean, that's just not good enough to win football games on a consistent basis in the National Football League. A lot of people felt as though oh, okay, they should be able to just take care of business against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati got their first victory against Tennessee, man. And a lot of people had Tennessee going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC if they can get past Kansas City. That's crazy. Oh, that's their second victory, actually. Yes. He got his second Vikings at Packers. Now, the, 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 the issue with me is the Packers defense. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not the lack of wide receivers. It's the defense. What, what's wrong with the Green Bay Packers defense? They allowed the, the Minnesota Vikings to look ridiculous on the ground. I mean, they paid big money to Kenny Clark 
to be a run stuffer, to do some things. He didn't play as well as he would have liked to have played. That defense has kind of been suspect all year long, and I think we finally are seeing where guys like Delvin Cook was able to take advantage of them. We're finally seeing that now. A lot of pressure is on Aaron Rodgers to continue to play ahead of everything so that this team can win games. Jets at Chiefs. Now, when we talk about the Jets and the Chiefs, we can only talk about one guy, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes does it again. 400-plus yards in the air, five touchdowns in a pretty, pretty mm. post. Kept the dude running in Tyreek Hill to the point where Tyreek Hill decided to jump the fence and run up in the stands and have a little fun with it. When you're looking at that, a lot of people will say, well, he's supposed to do that against the New York Jets. But you got to be flawless when you do it because teams like this somehow win football games against the ones that they shouldn't win games against. They're having fun in Kansas City. You could just tell Patrick Mahomes allowing Tyreek Hill to jump on his back. And Now, I wouldn't like that as a teammate <laughs> because I don't want my quarterback getting hurt messing around and having too much fun. Man, Tyreek Hill weighs about 160 pounds. If yeah, like. but still, <laughs> all that stress on my quarterback, man, sit down somewhere. And those are your key observations how about throwing big ben oh go ahead jay i was gonna ask key so just going back to the browns for one second you know this is a random thought but Jarvis landry had a chance to make a couple catches that it i feel like if he had made it would have been a different conversation about baker mayfield maybe it just, it, it just feels like i don't know if baker mayfield laid an egg it seemed like that game plan they kept the ball on the ground they were running a ton possessions were limited but those are the plays you feel like if you had OBJ, he makes those plays. We're having Man, a different conversation see, on Monday. And the weather was horrible, too. You see some of those balls that was dribbling at some of those receivers' feet? No, I understand. That, that's what I'm talking about. Um, you just thought that you thought it would be a little bit better. He didn't play. And I understand the Raiders played in the rain, too. So, in the cold, in the mist. Yeah, but they just pounded the ball. They ran the uh, ball But they tiny. still played in it. And, and so, when people say, well, the, the weather, it's like, well, the other team had to play in the same weather we played in. Plus, they had to travel. Fair point. We should throw in, you mentioned the conditions, and you mentioned how poorly both teams really played. I guess somebody had to win that game. Hmm. Derek Carr threw for 112 yards and won. Baker threw for 122 and lost. I mean, that is – that you add those up, it's oh, not even game. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Russell but, Wilson, Patrick <laughs> But the game plan, much like to Jay Will was saying, they ran the ball. Josh Jacobs, you know, had his first 100-yard game of the season. And so when you look at those sort of things, the game plan that John Gruden rolled into Cleveland with worked for them. The game plan Cleveland put together against the Raiders didn't work. Is there a more week-to-week team in the league than the Browns? Every time it feels like they've turned the corner. And no Austin Hooper. I mean, no Nick Chubbs. I mean, they had oh, I no never, BJ. I never, as, as much as I think that they got a shot at the wild card, I never thought that they would turn. I never thought that they turned the corner. They've always, they're like the Raiders. One week, I'm like, yeah, cool. The next week, it's like, yeah, I don't know about this team. And that's the Raiders. They're, they're like that in terms of a balancing act, trying to figure out what are they. You know, you think about the Raiders against the Tampa Bay Bucks. They just look like they didn't, like they lost how to play football. They forgot. Mm-hmm. Now you go out and have a somewhat of a non uh, uh, nondescript descript yeah. game against yeah. Cleveland. They win. And now next week, whoever they play, they may go out there and lay another egg. Or they play Kansas City and they take care of business against Kansas City. And you're like, yeah, see, I told you so. That's mm. who the Raiders are. You're right. That's probably the best week-to-week team in the NFL. You simply never know what you're going to get. On the way, we know what we're going to get. We're going to get your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 
3776. Simply put, simply put, which quarterback in the league do you fear the most? Key J and Z, if you can't get on the phone, hit us up on Twitter. Jimmy Garoppolo. That is on the way. (laughs) For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Let's start in NASCAR. Chase Elliott getting a spot in the championship. Kevin Harvick, who had been a dominant driver, a nine-race winner, regular season champion, is done. Joining Chase Elliott in that championship for Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, and Denny Hamlin, so Penske, Hendrick, Joe Gibbs Racing, all about it. I don't know if the fellas want to jump in on this one. I'll probably just move on. <laughs> Bears wide receiver Javon Wims ejected for punching the Saints DB. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, wild moment yesterday in the Bears OT loss to the Saints. This happened in the third quarter. He almost had to see it to believe it. You just don't see sort of things like this in the NFL For what it's worth, Wims is a rarely used, seldom used player, hasn't accrued barely any stats. You'll have to see if he's on the roster after today. Matt Nagy addressing the entire situation and trying to put a positive spin on it. I'm just going to continue to go back. I'm really, really bothered by that third quarter incident. That bothers me. Um, I'm being completely honest with you guys. It, it, It bothers me. But I, I am proud of the guys that played hard. I'm proud of the guys that were selfless and tried to do everything they could to help us win. Yeah, that's personal. Not Matt Nagy, but the receiver going at the TV. They must know each other from somewhere along the way. Well, the first one, he got popped in the face. He didn't even move. He was like, what? Was that a gnat? And then the second one, that's when that's <laughs> yeah. when, the, that's when it really popped but off. But that's per- I, that there, that's personal, man. That ain't, that, we don't act like that. But that's my thing. Well, Q, how do you going to take a, a closed fist and hit somebody in the helmet? No, you don't do that. Yeah, that's a, why, why would you do? How would you I do could. it? How you fight? You don't have to. Oh, oh, God. oh, oh right. you said grab, grab by the right, up underneath right. The net. Yeah. Okay, you don't need to break my hand. Just grab you underneath the net. That's gonna do more damage than anything. I don't understand how you fight. You swing at somebody's helmet. Uh, why? Man, I'm gonna grab you right do? underneath that right here. Mm. They told so us cool. they wanted the show to be more interactive. I didn't realize it was going to turn into that. <laughs> I didn't know what he was Keep doing. Going right like, you, don't to, you don't have to do that on me. I'm okay. No, I'm just saying I wasn't gonna get you. I was just saying though. When you get into those altercations with the helmet on, like you say, what, what you're gonna break your hand? You're gonna break your hand swinging on that metal, that plastic is the helmet alone is heavy, but if you hit in the cage, the cage is metal with plastic plastic around it, and it hurts like hell. And I know it's cold out there too. Mm. Oh man, it yeah, but he 
It's personal. That's yeah. that's a personal attack right there. It's some we gonna find out later on one of them little websites you be on, uh, Jada, all the gossip <laughs> stuff. You are gonna see it's gonna be like this is what happened. This is why. We'll see what ends up happening. We'll see if he's on the Bears after today. Keyshawn J. Will Zuman presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. We're asking you a simple question this morning on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Which quarterback do you fear facing the most? And you can make whatever calculation you want with regard to fear, scare, the weekend after Halloween. Let's get right to the calls. James in Los Angeles, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I mean, he wins with less. He uh, he, he has DK Metcalf looking like he's all pro. And uh, he doesn't even have a running game, but he don't complain. He just wins. And, and, you know, he wins with less. There's no player who's done more for his organization in, that I've ever seen in the NFL than him year after year. He just he's a winner, plain and simple, and he needs respect. Well, I think he, he certainly getting the respect. There's no question that he is offensive firepower uh, outside of this year with with D uh, DK Metcalf is really the only real alpha dog wide receiver that he's had. Doug Baldwin was a nice little piece. Lockett's been a nice piece, but no no major guy where you sit there and go, this dude right here got some potential. This is the first year where you're seeing D.K. Metcalf be that guy. Last year he made some plays, but this year he's a little bit special. But I see what he's saying. It's The disrespect is I still can't believe, and I'm in shock by this stat, that he has never received one MVP vote. Never won. Well, because when you think about it, he's been in the league eight years now. I think Came out in 2012 as his first year. So when you think about that number, that eight years, think about the quarterback's you think of Tom Brady a bunch of years and Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan, you know, so you start thinking about those guys. It's like, well, okay, I could see, I could certainly see how he couldn't, you know, get a vote. Think about it in the NBA, for instance, like when guys go to all-star games, That's or all fair. pro yeah. in basketball, you, you're like, well, damn, he's good, but they only taking two, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, he's the third guy. Right, and you should also mention that in the NBA, Coach of the Year, all these other sports, you can list five guys, six guys, seven guys. In the NFL, it's a little more truncated. You can actually split your vote. There are 50 voters. There are writers. You can actually go half and half, but you're not balloting down, as we get to study mm-hmm. for tomorrow. You're not balloting down the way you do in all these other sports. I love this one. This is going to be great. You ready for this, Key? Yeah. Mike in Long Island. You're on oh, ESPN it's Radio. Be a go ahead, Mike. Hey, Key, what's going on? How you doing? What's happening? Still got your jersey, man, from the Jets, baby. <laughs> um, I'm a Jet fan. I'm a school teacher. I usually give my kids off for homework if the Jets win. So, hence, they yeah. don't have homework. Yeah. Uh, they I wanna, have a lot of homework. What I want to put out there, yeah. I feel Big Ben is still a huge threat. I mean, I mean, you, you probably played against him. He's huge. He's hard to tackle. And the other question I had, and they said I had to make it fast, Key, if you were Lawrence and you were in your junior year and the Jets were on the board to take you number one, would you go? Love it. Thank you, mm. Mike. Yeah, I would go. I was number one when I came out, and I would certainly go. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem playing for a team. Remember, the Jets were 2-14 and 14 when they got me. So, And they had Richie Coltide as a coach. I could have very well easily have said, no, I'll just go to Jacksonville at two. But, I mean, you, you, you go and you try to make the organization better. That, that's what you do. If you that dude, you make the organization better. But I just love that Trevor Lawrence is by far 
the only conversation that we have with the number one overall pick. And there's other quarterbacks that are out there that a lot of times these teams take a look at when, when they start throwing in the offseason and get close up, look at them and, and get them in the room and put them on the board, that all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence conversation changes. I so mean, it, it happens did. all the time. Think about, when, think about when Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf came out. There was an argument by who should go one. So you run the Jets. You uh, run the Jets. You're the first pick in the draft. You taking Trevor Lawrence or you taking Justin Fields? Right now? Right now. Since you just said that comment. I don't, I'm just, I don't know right now, man. Because I got to watch the film and break it down and get him in the room and private workouts and go through the whole litany of tests that we got to go through. They both, to me, are good quarterbacks. As Key said, the NFL's lone unbeaten, not the NFL's best. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.